Well, hear the last part of the creed in a little bit uh, as we walk into communion. Um, but you can see where there's clarification trying to go on. There's uh, an attempt by the church fathers around, it was the late 400s in the 5th century or so, as they're trying to uh, clarify amongst heresies who this God is. Now, the past couple Sundays, from Pentecost till now, we continue to hear Peter preach. Last Sunday, we heard the first portion of his sermon, and today we heard the second portion of his sermon as he and the apostles were preaching, as the Holy Spirit was speaking through their words so that all that were there to hear could understand what God had to say in their own language. And so Peter calls them out and he says, men of Judea, men of Israel, this God, this Jesus whom you crucified lives. God the Father has made him Lord and Christ Messiah, the one who has come to save. And he reaches back through history to show where God has worked. He reaches back through history to talk about David. He reaches back through the prophets and through uh, the forefathers and how they all point to Jesus as the fulfillment of their words. This Christ alone as the fulfillment of who God has brought to be to carry on his life, his forgiveness his recreation of creation, his redemption of creation. And at the end of all of this sermon, at the end of everything that has done, when Peter says, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? See, now, we weren't there as the ones in the group that crucified Jesus, but we can hear those words because our sin is still what carried him to the cross. Our sin is still the reason he had to go to the cross to die for us. That sin that they may have acted out, we bear in our actions nonetheless as we do things that separate ourselves from God. And so you may not be standing before Christ for the first time trying to figure out what shall you do. You know what has been done. You were baptized. You're claimed by Him. You're loved by Him. You are a child of God, yet there are still times when we wonder, what shall I do with this? You see, as we come to God with those sins in our hands, we stand in the same position that those men of Judea did as they stand before Peter and they hear that word with hands full of guilt and they say, what should we do with this? What do we do with this now? Remember, these are men from all over the place. These are men from every corner of the earth that were believing Jews that had come into Jerusalem at this Feast of Weeks, at this celebration of an early harvest, at this 50 days after Christ's resurrection, and they're standing there before hearing this word of God preached to them, and they say, well, well now what? I mean, maybe they go back to what they had done before. Are they supposed to run to the temple? Are they supposed to seek out the priest and buy things for a sacrifice? Are they supposed to work at something to go take something to this temple so that they can receive forgiveness during that process or through that process? Or do they go back home even further east? 
or Hinduism was going on? Do they go through that route and they take that load upon their shoulders once again to work each life as best as possible to maybe hand off a little bit of that guilt and be able to claim a little bit of righteousness for themselves so when their next life comes around, they've got it a little bit better? another way that world religions try to handle it. It's another way that we try and take care of that guilt on our own. Maybe they walk back into Greece, live a righteous life, do what's good for yourself to live as righteously and uprightly as you can, to take that law upon your shoulders so that when you look at that guilt, you can say, actually, you know what? This piece, I, I handled that piece okay. I don't need to hold that anymore. And this piece, yeah, that piece is, is all right. This piece I really want to hold on to. I really like this piece. I want to hold on to some of these little pieces. But I'll hand this one off to that God and this one off to that God and maybe that God will do something for me. Maybe we come into a little bit more of a modern time. We think through philosophies. We think through ways in which we can justify the things that we've done. Ways in which we can say it's all right to do what we've been doing and what we're doing, even though it may feel like guilt, it's not really guilt. It's not really sin before God. It's really an all right way to live. And so long as you're not hurting anybody else, you're okay. Brothers, what shall we do? Stand before God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working in that mix as Peter was standing there and he said, God the Father who sent Jesus whom you crucified, who speaks by the Spirit, this promise of the Spirit who you hear speaking now through my word. He's the one that you stand before with hands full of guilt. And they're trying to figure out, well, now what? What what do we do? And he answers them, right? He says, repent. Be baptized. As it carries on, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. That work of God through the Holy Spirit calling you unto himself. That work of God through his word in baptism claiming you as his child. That work of God as Peter looks at these people and they have those hands full of guilt sitting there and he says there's nothing you can do. It's already been done for you. As Christ would come in his word as he was living and he would take that guilt and say here, I already carried that. Your hands are free. Your hands are open. Now we start to see where we're at at times. Forgiven and loved by God through Christ, claimed as His by the Spirit through the Word and baptism, and yet there are those days when we take our sin and we look at God and we say, I want to hold on to that again. I want to hold on to that little piece again because I'm not ready to give that up. And we hear Peter's words, repent, remember your baptism, remember who you are as God's child, remember who you are as forgiven before God because of Christ, remember who you are 
as the Spirit strengthens you each day with free hands, unbound by sin, because Christ freed us from that bondage of sin to bind us to the Father through Himself and say, here, you're mine now. So now we ask the same question. Well, well, what do we do? See, this is where it gets fun. This is the place where it starts to get fun because now your hands are free from worrying about yourself. Your hands are free from worrying about your own guilt. Christ took that on on himself. So now he says, go use your hands to take care of someone else. Go use your hands to be open and caring and love for those who are around you. Go use your hands to show my love in this world that needs to hear it. And we see them do that as you continue on after this. 41, so those who received his word were baptized and they were added to that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. It sounds a lot like what we talk about in our church as far as hear, learn, and care. They gathered together to hear God's word. They learned it together as they walked through the teachings of the apostles. They cared for those in the church and outside the church. They showed the love of God that had been shown to them. As they walked with free hands, freed by the love of Christ on the cross, freed by the life that he lives after he was resurrected, and free, guided by the Holy Spirit, as we show who God is, as we point to who God is in Christ. The John text today, if you catch it in there, Jesus is talking about who God is and how he has revealed himself or how God the Father is revealed in who Christ is to the people. How he honors his Father, how he lives for his Father, how he shows the Father to the creation. And so when we want to think about God the Father as this uh, conceptual part over here that we don't necessarily get to see, and we think of God the Holy Spirit, and we can see the work that He has done, but again, it's kind of a conceptual thing over here. We can point to a physical reality in Christ. We can say that man, that God, that 100% God, 100% man, second person of the Trinity is the one who lived here in creation. He's the one who walked here on this creation. He's the one who died and rose for you. He's the one who shows the love of the Father. He's the giver of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who guides us, the one who speaks. He is the Word. He is the Messiah. And so when we wonder what to do, we point to Him. His people say, who is this God that you believe in? We point to Christ and they say, it's, it's that one. It's that one who lives. It's that one who forgives. It's that one who loves you. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Would you please rise as we walk through uh, 
as we sing. I apologize. We pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for where we hear your love for us shown in Christ and strengthened by the Spirit. We thank you for being a good Father. We thank you for the love that you show us as a Father. We thank you for when we see your grace in action in this world through the fathers in our lives and those who you have placed as fathers in our lives. We pray that you would be with us this morning as we continue to live in your grace. In your son Jesus' name, amen.